0: Welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Where there seems to be more darkness than light, at any point on the earth, wherever we may be, let us radiate the love and light of our own mighty I Am presence, by thinking love, speaking love, and being love, by saturating the atmosphere with our divine love, because our divine love is power, and we're making the call for our own personal strength, peace, Section. let us also make that call for all God's children, and all God's creation, amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved.
1: The belief in Satan and Hell form an essential part of early Christianity, and Christ was believed immediately after his death on the cross to have battled with and to have conquered the Prince of Hell. Although the oldest manuscripts of the so-called Apostles' Creed do not contain the passage descended into Hell, which is an addition of the 7th century, there can be no doubt that the idea actually prevailed as early as the 2nd century. The Gospel of Nicodemus, which is commonly regarded as a product of the 3rd century, dwells on this part of the Christian belief and offers a detailed account of Christ's descent into Hell, which in chapters 15-16 through 16 reads as follows. Satan, the prince and captain of death, said to the prince of Hell, Prepare to receive Jesus of Nazareth himself, who boasted that he was the Son of God, and yet was a man afraid of death, and said, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Besides he did many injuries to me and to many others, for those whom I made blind and lame and those also whom I tormented with several devils, he cured by his word, yea, and those whom I brought dead to thee, he by force takes away from thee. To this the prince of hell replied to Satan, Who is that so powerful prince, and yet a man who is afraid of death? For all the potentates of the earth are subject to my power, whom thou broughtest to subjection by thy power. But if he be so powerful in his nature, I affirm to thee for truth that he is almighty in his divine nature, and no man can resist his power. When, therefore, he said he was afraid of death, he designed to ensnare thee, and unhappy it will be to thee for everlasting ages. Then Satan, replying, said to the prince of hell, Why didst thou express a doubt, and wast afraid to receive Jesus of Nazareth, both thy adversary and mine? As for me, I tempted him and stirred up my old people, the Jews, with zeal and anger against him. I sharpened the spear for his suffering, I mixed the gall and vinegar and commanded that he should drink it, I prepared the cross to crucify him, and the nails to pierce through his hands and feet, and now his death is near at hand, I will bring him hither, subject both to thee and me. Then the prince of hell answering said, Thou saidst to me just now, that he took away the debt from me by force. They who have been kept here till they should live again upon earth were taken away hence, not by their own power, but by prayers made to God and their Almighty God took them from me. Who, then, is that Jesus of Nazareth that by his word hath taken away the dead from me without prayer to God? Perhaps it is the same who took away from me Lazarus, after he had been four days dead, and did both stink and was rotten, and of whom I had possession as a dead person, yet he brought him to life again by his power. Satan, answering, said to the Prince of Hell, it is the very same person, Jesus of Nazareth, which, when the Prince of Hell heard, he said to him, I adjure thee by the powers which belong to thee in me, that thou bring him not to me. For when I heard of the power of his word, I trembled for fear, and all my impious company were at the same time disturbed, and we were not able to detain Lazarus, but he gave himself a shake, and with all the signs of malice he immediately went away from us, and the very earth in which the dead body of Lazarus was lodged, presently turned him out alive. And I know now that he is Almighty God who could perform such things, who is mighty in his dominion, and mighty in his human nature, who is the Savior of mankind. Bring not, therefore, his person hither, for he will set at liberty all those whom I hold in prison under unbelief, and bound with the fetters of their sins, and will conduct them to everlasting life. And while Satan and the prince of hell were discoursing thus to each other, on a sudden there was a voice as of thunder and the rushing of winds, saying, Lift up your gates, O ye princes, and be ye lift up, O Everlasting Gates, and the King of Glory shall come in. When the Prince of Hell heard this, he said to Satan, Depart from me and be gone out of my habitations, if thou art a powerful warrior, fight with the King of Glory. But what hast thou to do with him? And then he cast him forth from his habitations. And the Prince said to his impious officers, Shut the brass gates of cruelty and make them fast with iron bars, and fight courageously, lest we be taken captives. But when all the company of the saints heard this they spake with a loud voice of anger to the prince of hell, Open thy gates that the king of glory may come in. And the divine prophet David cried out, saying, Did not I when on earth truly prophesy and say, O that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass, and cut the bars of iron in sunder. He hath taken them because of their iniquity, and because of their unrighteousness they are afflicted. After this another prophet, namely, Holy Isaiah, spake in like manner to all the saints, Did not I rightly prophesy to you when I was alive on earth? The dead men shall live, and they shall rise again who are in their graves, and they shall rejoice who are on earth, for the dew which is from the Lord shall bring deliverance to them. And I said in another place, O death, where is thy victory? O death, where is thy sting? When all the saints heard these things spoken by Isaiah, they said to the prince of hell, Open now thy gates, and take away thine iron bars, for thou wilt now be bound, and have no power. Then there was a great voice, as of the sound of thunder, saying, Lift up your gates, O princes, and be ye lifted up, ye gates of hell, and the king of glory will enter in. The prince of hell perceiving the same voice repeated, cried out as though he had been ignorant, Who is that king of glory? David replied to the prince of hell, and said, I understand the words of that voice, because I spake them by his spirit. And now, as I have above said, I say unto thee, the Lord strong and powerful, the Lord mighty in battle, he is the King of glory, and he is the Lord in heaven and in earth. He hath looked down to hear the groans of the prisoners, and to set loose those that are appointed to death. And now, thou filthy and stinking prince of hell, open thy gates, that the King of glory may enter in, for he is the Lord of heaven and earth. While David was saying this, the mighty Lord appeared in the form of a man, And enlightened those places which had ever before been in darkness, and broke us under the fetters which before could not be broken, and with his invincible power visited those who sat in the deep darkness by iniquity, and the shadow of death by sin. In pious death and her cruel officers hearing these things, were seized with fear in their several kingdoms, when they saw the clearness of the light, and Christ himself on a sudden appearing in their habitations, they cried out therefore, and said, We are bound by thee, thou seemest to intend our confusion before the Lord. History of the Devil, by Paul Karras, 1900.
0: Isis Unveiled, Volume 2, Chapter 1.
1: The Christians were the first to make the existence of Satan a dogma of the Church. And once that she had established it, She had to struggle for over 1,700 years for the repression of a mysterious force, which it was her policy to make appear of diabolical origin. Unfortunately, in manifesting itself, this force invariably tends to upset such a belief by the ridiculous discrepancy it presents between the alleged cause and the effects. If the clergy have not overestimated the real power of the archenemy of God, it must be confessed that he takes mighty precautions against being recognized as the Prince of Darkness who aims at our souls. If modern spirits are devils at all, as preached by the clergy, then they can only be those poor or stupid devils whom Max Muller describes as appearing so often in the German and Norwegian tales. Notwithstanding this, the clergy fear above all to be forced to relinquish this hold on humanity. They are not willing to let us judge of the tree by its fruits, for that might sometimes force them into dangerous dilemmas. They refuse, likewise, to admit, with unprejudiced people, the phenomena of spiritualism has unquestionably spiritualized and reclaimed from evil courses many an indomitable atheist and skeptic but as they confess themselves what is the use in a pope if there is no devil and so rome sends her ablest advocates and preachers to the rescue of those perishing in the bottomless pit rome employs her cleverest writers for this purpose Albeit they all indignantly denied the accusation, and in the preface to every book put forth by the prolific des Musos, the French Tertullian of our century, we find undeniably proofs of the fact. H. P. Blavatsky Among other certificates of ecclesiastical approval, every volume is ornamented with the text of a certain original letter addressed to the very pious author by the world-known Father de Rolica of Rome. Few are those who have not heard this famous name. It is the name of one of the chief pillars of the Latin Church, the ex-general of the Order of Theatans, consulter of the Sacred Congregation of Rites, examiner of bishops, and of the Roman clergy, etc., etc., etc. This strikingly characteristic document will remain to astonish future generations by its spirit of unsophisticated demonolatry and blushing sincerity. We translate a fragment verbatim, and by thus helping its circulation, hope to merit the blessings of Mother Church. Monsieur an excellent friend. The greatest victory of Satan was gained on that day when he succeeded in making himself denied. To demonstrate the existence of Satan is to re-establish one of the fundamental dogmas of the church, which serve as a basis for Christianity, and, without which, Satan would be but a name. Magic, mesmerism, magnetism, somnambulism, spiritualism, spiritism, hypnotism, are only other names for Satanism. To bring out such a truth and show it in its proper light, is to unmask the enemy, it is to unveil the immense danger of certain practices, reputed innocent, it is to deserve well in the eyes of humanity and of religion. Father Ventura de Rolica, Amen. This is an unexpected honor indeed, for our American controls in general, and the innocent Indian guides in particular. To be thus introduced in Rome as princes of the Empire of Iblis is more than they could ever hope for in other lands. Without in the least suspecting that she was working for the future welfare of her enemies, the spiritualists and spiritists, the church, some twenty years since, in tolerating de Musos and De Merville as the biographers of the devil and giving her approbation there too, tacitly confessed the literary co-partnership. M. the Chevalier gauchnot de Musset and his friend and collaborator, the Marquis de De Merville, to judge their long titles, must be aristocrats pure sang, and they are. Moreover, writers of no small erudition and talent. Were they to show themselves a little more parsimonious of double points of exclamation following every vituperation and invective against Satan and his worshippers, their style would be faultless. As it is, the crusade against the enemy of mankind was fierce and lasted for over 20 years. What with the Catholics piling up their psychological phenomena to prove the existence of a personal devil and the Count de Gasparin, an ancient minister of Louis-Philippe, collecting volumes of other facts to prove the contrary, the spiritists of France have contracted an everlasting debt of gratitude toward the disputants. The existence of an unseen spiritual universe peopled with invisible beings has now been demonstrated beyond question. Ransacking the oldest libraries, they have distilled from the historical records, the quintessence of evidence. All epics from the Homeric ages down to the present day have supplied their choicest materials to these indefatigable authors. In trying to prove the authenticity of the miracles wrought by Satan in the days preceding the Christian era, as well as throughout the Middle Ages, they have simply laid a firm foundation for a study of the phenomena in our modern times. H. P. Blavatsky The Am Discourses, Volume
0: 15
1: Now several times in the past I have called attention to the angels of the violet-consuming flame, and long ago offered an angel of the violet flame to abide with you, to help you use that violet-consuming flame to greater victorious accomplishment. Now, because of the outer world's needs, you can just as well have a group of violet flame angels assisting you in whatever your outer world activity is, with your own conscious call for the expansion of the sacred fire of your own life stream, into the outer world conditions. Then the angelic host, Pouring their sacred fire into that, will intensify your radiation until it becomes very powerful to heal, to bless, to purify, to illumine, and to raise all that you contact. It will make you a greater blessing to life, will give you a greater sense of mastery over conditions, and will continually help you to expand the sacred fire power till it fills your world with its perfection. Now it takes your conscious remembrance of their presence, or invitation to a group of violet flame angels to attend you in whatever you wish to accomplish that affects the welfare of mankind. If you care to have them in closer and closer association, as time goes on, we can increase the groups that will minister with you so that your own radiation expands much more quickly and becomes much more powerful, in your assistance to life. Now whether you wish to bless the plant life, the life in the atmosphere, the beings of the elements, your fellow man life wherever you contact it, matters not. The law of perfection is the expansion of the life flame, the unfed flame in the heart, and as its radiation goes forth, wave after wave of that expanding sacred fire pours forth a substance, just like a radiator pours forth heat, and just like the filament in the electric light bulb pours forth a light, so does the unfed flame in your heart give forth a light substance, which is the radiation from your emotional body, your higher mental body, and into the atmosphere about you. The greater the purity within the individual that is maintained, the greater is the expansion of the unfed flame, and naturally, the greater is the radiation of the substance into the atmosphere about you, wherever you abide. Beloved Saint Germaine Now I have a very serious reason for offering this to you tonight. There is a certain contamination in the atmosphere of Earth from various causes, If you do not surround yourselves by your own sun presence and radiation of this substance from the sacred fire, then you have no insulation or protection from the substance in the atmosphere, that is thrown off by discordant conditions. So, if you care to cooperate with this which I offer, it is for the establishment of an atmosphere about you of cosmic light substance from our ascended master octave. It isn't just universal light substance, it's the substance from the Ascended Master's Octave that is charged with eternal perfection, and naturally, that allows the unfed flame in your own heart to expand more rapidly, for your more victorious accomplishment in outer world activities, as well as the attainment of the Ascension. I assure you, the angelic host will give you every assistance in this capacity to help you attain the Ascension as you've called. And when mankind awakens enough by allowing the desire for that perfection to fill the outer self, when the outer self is completely filled with that consuming desire for the perfection of the mighty I am presence in the ascension, and the consuming desire to pour the great universal cosmic Christ's love to life, you will find the angelic host ever about you. I trust you will enter into this deeply and understand the opportunity that is yours and the assistance I would so love to give by calling groups of the Angels of the Violet Flame to abide with you for this greater accomplishment for the nation and the world. I hope I may have your cooperation. Applause. Thank you, precious ones. Won't you be seated, please, and just remain so. Beloved Saint Germain.